0: Episode 16 A Pop with Ken Mills and Courtney Dold. Our Pop Halloween episode. <laughs> And welcome back to Pop. I'm one of your hosts, Ken Mills, and as always, I'm joined by Courtney Cronin-Dold.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: We also have Tim Powers.
2: Hey, hi everybody.
0: And the Button Queen herself, Christine Carlson-Wolf. Welcome to Pop.
3: Hello, everyone.
0: What an extravaganza! What a what a great occasion. Here we are. Our pop Halloween episode! <laughs> and I know that the leaves are turning and it's that time of year, which I normally associate that phrase with Christmas. It's that time of year! But here we are. It's that time of year when it's, it's scary
4: time. It's spooky time <laughs> on TV. <laughs> when we've got, you know, everything from Elvira and her large pumpkins to... <laughs> such
0: such great TV specials that we all grew up with. And we threw it out to our Facebook group, and we asked people what were some of their favorite things. You guys ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. Keith Combs wrote, his two favorite scary movies are The Exorcist and The Aliens, and any classic Universal horror film will do. Your thoughts on that?
2: I love the Universal monster movies more than uh, than anything else. It's I had a, a, a physical digital media purge mm-hmm. and one of the few things that survived were my my collection of the of the universal monster movies those those are my go-to every halloween although i also have a collection of really awful b-movie 50 50s monster movies bride of the monster and the ed wood movies and stuff and that's that's where i go
0: yeah those got kind of bad after all like third cousin of the monster you know they, they started ran out of steam
2: yeah but i'll tell you the the one that I go to more often than anything else. And if you haven't seen this movie, Pop Nation, I encourage you. Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein is just the perfect combination of scary and funny at the same time, and it's just a perfect Halloween popcorn movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, cool. classic.
0: And. You know anybody that grew up in the '70s or the late '70s and liked rock and roll? These these, these next batch of people, uh, what they're going to mention will will ring a bell with you. But Matt Porter, David Haltram, a few other people mentioned. That's right. Kiss meets the Phantom and the Paul Lynde <laughs> Halloween <laughs> special. Wow, that's scary, and it's oh,
2: Kiss meets the Phantom was a was a, uh, um, Halloween, a Halloween night. You know. Know. Yeah. yeah
0: and uh, it's it's one of those things that's like ingrained in my Halloween experience. and of course, Paul Lynn's Halloween special that was kind of like kisses Ed Sullivan, if you will. Uh, Because that's when they got to be seen in prime time. It wasn't Midnight Special or something like that or Dick Clark in Concert. It was right there in prime time. And it really helped uh, that Beth was a rising single at that time. But it was for many kids across the United States, it was the first time that you saw these creatures move and talk. So for me, it was.
1: And I thought it was scary at the time. That was very
0: scary. Oh, trust absolutely. me, that uh, that uh, Paul Lind Halloween special is very scary, but not for the reasons <laughs> you might think. I meant no.
1: Phantom, but oh. I haven't seen the Paul Lynde one. I'm sure I'll find it hysterical because oh. I think Paul Lynde is one of the funniest people ever of all time. So I I'm sure I would find that absolutely hysterical. I would you love You are to going
0: to love it. Yeah, I gotta find that. Whew. I made Christine watch it and she'll testify that not only do you get Pinky Tuscadero, singing disco songs but you yep. get Florence Henderson singing it, what, what what's that song move it in uh, move it out shake it in shake it out disco lady yeah disco lady yeah <laughs>
5: better time than you are. Uh,
6: Uh Oh, yeah?
5: Uh, Do you think you could uh, teach me to do that? I
6: don't know. Give me a little whistle. That's too little.
7: (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll tell you what you do. All you gotta do is follow me. Everywhere. Shake it up!
6: Stop.
0: And then Tim Conway and Paul Lynn dress up as disco truckers. I'm telling you (laughs) what is a disco trucker? (laughs) What's I can't else? explain it. I just can't <laughs> it, explain it. But it all will be revealed. It, it makes sense when you see it. Oh, no. It does not make sense. Donnie and Marie make an appearance. <laughs> the whole thing can be found on YouTube, but I'm telling you right now, it's very scary stuff. It's very scary. And, you know, you, it's one of those things that as a KISS fan, I was like, well, oh, I've got to get this because my memories was like KISS was super cool and it is the nerdiest thing going. You've got... Uh, <laughs> you've got <laughs> Disco truckers. Well
3: don't don't forget you've you've also got the wicked witch of the west and witchy poo.
0: Yes. Yes. And, and I mean, Billy Barty. Oh, and, oh yes, I forgot. Yes. Was was
2: it a cro- was it croft produced, Kent?
0: I, I, they had to have something to do with it. Donnie and Marie make an appearance as well. That sounds like a horror <laughs> movie. <laughs> oh. It is. Basically, anytime Kiss is not on, you're counting the minutes. You're like going, when will they appear again? <laughs> and it, that's that's just not coming from a Kiss fan, but they act, at least have a pulse. You know what I'm saying? It, what it, do they play on it? Detroit Rock City, uh-huh. King of the Nighttime World, and Beth. Oh, okay. That's cool. And here's Kiss meeting Paul Lind. Here you go.
5: Come on, Margaret. I've always wanted to meet Kiss. (laughs) Hi,
6: fellas. (laughs)
5: Well just what I've always wanted. Four kisses on the first date. (laughs) Margaret, <laughs> your good friend sure has a weird sense of humor. Does your mother know what you're doing? Could you ever introduce me to your friends?
3: Oh, forgive me. This is Ace, this is Jean, this is Peter, and this is Paul.
5: Oh, I love a good religious group. <laughs> I can take one look at you for, and I can tell you how you got your name and how you got your act. You had a fight, and your mother's told you to kiss and make up. <laughs> 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 Your makeup is something else. How long does it take you to put it on? We don't wear makeup. Why don't you push the down button on your elevator shoes?
0: Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you got your name your mother told you to kiss <laughs> and make up <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Well Courtney Courtney, you'd
3: appreciate this too, because I know you're a big fan of Rocky Horror. There's an homage well, I don't know which came first, one to the other, but there is, uh, you know, the the elevator, the, the, the metal oh. elevator, yes. Okay. Yeah, Kiss
0: comes down in a similar metal elevator, just oh. like oh. the first time you see Frankenfurter, and I, okay. I, you know, it blew my mind one day when I'm like, my God, that's the same thing almost, it's, how'd that happen? <laughs> And, and actually, there was a discussion about who influenced who did was Tim Curry's Frankenfurter influenced by Paul Stanley or was Paul Stanley influenced by Tim Curry's Frankenfurter. So, you know, mm-hmm. and of course, Rocky Horror. Courtney, I love I know you love that, Christine. I know you love that movie. I love yes. it myself. That's, I love the stage musical,
1: too. It's different. So yeah. I, I like both. Yeah. Okay. So I've seen it in movie theaters here in college in Boston and in, in LA, like you know. And then obviously I've watched it on you know television or video, but I've also seen the live stage show. And I went to the the uh, anniversary show in London a few years ago, and the heckles in the London crowd are different from the ones here. Mm. And the best one I heard. Was right when Riff Raff opens the door to uh, Brad and Janet at the house, mm-hmm. so, some guy yells out, what's your favorite Lionel Richie song? And he goes, hello. <laughs> 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 it was so funny. That was my favorite heckle. I was like, that is a good one.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Excellent.
6: you're interested
2: To be, the the host of a screening of uh, of Rocky Horror when I was in in college, the <laughs> clean it uh, up. I, was, I was in Kirksville, I was in Kirksville, Missouri, right. And there's there's a tiny little school, tiny little radio station, and I was the afternoon guy. So I got uh, I was the guy that was supposed to host the screening, and they shipped a copy in to this you know little college in the 80s, and they they roped off the gym and um, you know secured the floor so it wouldn't get filthy and uh i walk out in a dark room they give me a spotlight and i'm like hey university of missouri and all of a sudden i get pelted with burnt toast and that's it i was off the stage and the movie started
4: (laughs)
0: yikes yeah not good 30 Uh, years later thanks
2: (laughs) for missouri up yours (laughs)
0: jennifer suzerainier and michelle taylor both talk about it's the great pumpkin charlie brown that's that's one that's always kind of stuck with me through the years any thoughts on that tim
2: i got a rock
0: <laughs> christine
3: oh it's a sweet sally sitting in the pumpkin patch with her sweet baboo <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> Man, Kent, uh,
2: about two years ago, I was at the San Diego Comic-Con, and there were a, a group of cosplayers as the Charlie Brown gang trick-or-treating, like, with that hideous witch that's mask. That's
3: funny. And oh, the, that's great.
2: Oh, uh, and it took me a minute to, to realize that they were an ensemble. You know, even the Charlie Brown had the—you had, know, I had trouble with the scissors. And, I mean, <laughs> they walked in formation, and the, the, the pig pen one was filthy. It was hilarious
0: guys wow that's great anybody that grew up in the 70s at some point there was the scholastic the, the book club yeah remember this the scholastic book club and they would sell stuff to us all the time and one of the things there was this record from disney do you remember that
2: yeah the the haunted house record that opened with that horrific howling yawn sound Yeah, and every time you heard it you're like oh they got that record
0: Mhm. Actually, it's going to provide some of our sound effects during this episode. But, <laughs> but I know Perfect. that it, it seemed like everybody had that, right?
2: Yeah, it was like the Grease soundtrack. Just everybody had it. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it was on Disneyland Records, right? And uh, and not scary at all.
3: It no. was standard issue if you moved to the suburbs, I think, right?
2: Oh yeah, they they, yeah. they gave it to you with your uh, with your with
0: your picket fence and your lawnmower.
3: That's right. The welcome wagon just brought it to your door.
0: And your copy of
4: rumors. Yes. <laughs> now that's some scary stuff. Ooh.
2: You know, while we're talking about trick or treating, you know, the, the trick or treat size candy bars that they always give you. Oh, yeah. Right? They were called fun sized, right? There's
0: nothing listen, nothing as a fun as a fat man, there's nothing fun about fun sized candy bar. That just means I have to do twice the amount of work for the same amount of <laughs> gluttony.
2: You you burn you burn the calories opening. But to be fair, all candy bars are fun sized. <laughs> You know, I, it's not an oppressive so. or depressive-sized candy bar. Everybody's like, oh, I got one of these giant candy bars. I can't... Oh, that's too much. No, they're all fun. They're all
0: fun-sized. All candy is fun, unless you're a diabetic child, so...
3: Or unless you like Neko wafers.
0: Yeah. What's wrong with you people?
2: Yeah, Necco wafers and get your house toilet papered.
0: Yeah. And I'd rather I, have a pencil. I cannot do... The candy corn. There's just something unnatural oh, and that's, that's that's just not good. No. Favorite candy bar for Halloween, Tim?
2: Uh oh, the Reggie bar.
0: Mm. For the Reggie
2: Jackson bar, I remember yeah. getting one of those. There was one Halloween where they gave out Reggie bars, and uh, in my neighborhood, that was uh, that was a house you hit more than once.
0: I'm a big sucker for Reese's Cups and Snickers. So that's that's the good. Those are like the Cadillac of halloween candies for me and of course the popcorn ball, christine you. Oh,
3: um, butterfingers and milky ways, um snickers, yeah yeah all of those. I I will never turn my nose up at a peanut butter cup either. So yeah.
2: I got a rock. <laughs> azots. Azots. <laughs> oh, zots, whatever or the 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 you remember the peanut butter candies that were that had no label on them but came wrapped in either orange or black. Yeah. Um, wax paper.
0: Those yes. were scary. I think those were from China. Chinese candy. I'm not sure. Be careful. Read labels. Yep. Do you know that Kiss did a lampoon of the I Got a Rock thing on Mad TV when they were on there during the reunion era? I'm going to play a bit of that right now.
6: Hey, I got some Hershey
8: bars with almonds. What did you get? I got a popcorn bowl. <laughs> I, uh, I got a grape Zots. What'd you get?
10: I got a rock. Well, I love rocks.
8: Monster man. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the
9: match.
8: It got on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. From my laboratory in the castle east what? to the master bedroom at the vampire's peace. the ghouls all came from their humble abodes to get a jolt from my electrodes. They
9: did the match.
8: They did the monster match. The monster. Mash. It's a graveyard smash. the match It got on in a flash. The they did the match the monster match The zombies were having fun The party had just begun The guests included Wolf, Dracula and his son The scene was rocking, All were digging the sounds Igor on chains, backed by his baying hound. The coffin bangers were about to arrive With their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five They
9: played the mash
8: They played the monster mash The
9: monster mash
8: It was a graveyard smash They played the mash It got on in a flash
9: They played the
8: mash They played the monster mash Out from his coffin rags voice it now everything's cool, racks a part of the band And my Monster Mash is the hit of the land For you, the living, this mash was meant to When you get to my door, tell them what he said Then you can mash Then you can Monster Mash The Monster Mash And you, my graveyard sing. Then smash. you can mash You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can
6: mash
8: Then you can Monster Mash
0: Michelle Taylor also mentions the original Halloween movie. From back in 1978, that mm. that one still holds up today. To this to this very day, it still holds up, and one of the greatest theme songs, it really set the mood. Anybody love that one?
1: What's the theme song? Oh, you mean the instrumental? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, excellent. I thought so. you meant "Here He
1: Comes." He's got a chainsaw. Like I thought, I was thinking like, what do you mean <laughs> the theme song? <laughs> like. like mike myers isn't that who it is mike myers
0: whatever. yeah you know it's weird i used to live right next door to a guy named michael myers that's how he introduced himself and i'm like you really go with that after all that <laughs> that's your lead off i don't think so
2: courtney did you ever see the open micer in la a couple years ago who would come out uh and he would he would be in the mike myers outfit and then set a cassette uh playoff <gasps> Cool. And put a microphone uh, in front of the cassette player, and then mime an entire setup that was timed perfectly with the laughs about being Mike Myers.
1: No, how funny!
2: Oh, it was it was really for an open mic show. It was really funny. It was at the it was at the Unurban on Venice.
1: Oh, uh-huh. uh, I know the Unurban.
2: Uh-huh. And I'm oh god, it was it was really the highlight of that really terrible show.
1: Oh, we got to find that guy. I would love to see that. That sounds yeah. cool.
0: It sounds like a lot of fun. Nate Actinson loves the Trick or Treat movie with Sammy Kerr, Mark Price as Ragman. Did anyone ever see that? Am I the only one? No. Uh, Trick or Treat? I don't remember that one. I watched so many of these. Gene Simmons is in it. Ozzy plays the minister. This was around the time of the PMRC. So this is like... It was right after he did Skippy. Mark Price did Skippy. And this yeah. is one of those films that is definitely stuck in that 80s hair metal time. But it's one of my favorite films. I have to watch it at least, at least once a year. But it's got an incredible soundtrack by Fastway. But it's it's one of those great Halloween classics. I, I encourage everyone to try to find it. Sadly, it's not available on Blu-ray in the United States as of yet, which sucks big time we
4: That film not being available is very scary indeed. Ooh. Count Floyd! Of course, there's Count Floyd and all the SCTV
0: stuff. That uh, is a
2: very impressive Count Floyd impression, too, Ken. It's you really you're you're on it. That's great.
4: Well, thank you very much. It's uh, something I've worked at for a long time. <laughs> <Ow>.
0: <laughs> Count Floyd was great. He would he would always howl like a werewolf for no
4: reason. Whatsoever he would yes. say, he would say, tonight we're going to have a very scary movie. Ooh, it's a good one, Doctor Tongue and a 3D House of stewardess. Ooh, it's very <laughs> scary. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. You know what's really scary, kids, is trying to pay your mortgage after your first divorce. That's some scary stuff, kids. Oh.
10: Dear kids, reminding you to stay tuned this Saturday night for Monster Chiller Horror Theater when we present that blood curdling classic, Dr. Tom's 3D House of Slave Chicks. Oh! oh, that's gonna be a scary film, let me tell you, because not only do you get a chance to watch in 3D while those good looking slave babes leap right out at you. But also, you get a chance to smell the perfume, that's right, and you can smell the flavored lip gloss all through the miracle of Smellorama. Oh! <laughs> that's right. You can see whatever the people are seeing on the, in the movie, and you can smell what they're smelling simply by using this brand new device. <laughs>
1: guy in Detroit who was kind of like that his name was Count Scary we lived there for a little while when I was a kid his name was Count Scary and and on the local channel he used to host all the events and Halloween events and he was always on the radio but he used to host you know movies and his whole joke was that this movie's so scary it's going to scare the pants off of you so that was his like you know his line and then every time he'd be doing like the raps for the movie there'd be pants flying at him (laughs) Because he (laughs) scaring pants off people. It was
0: so funny. Oh, locally
2: produced TV, how I miss you.
0: Oh, exactly. (laughs) But that dude was funny. That stuff was great. We had everything from Goularty and the Ghoul. Mm -hmm. Goularty kept coming back as other people. And then we also had Big Chuck and Houlihan and Big Chuck and Little John. I don't know if, if any of you have ever heard of these, but for people in the Cleveland area... This was the big thing, and of course, you had Chili Billy out of Pittsburgh—just great stuff. And uh, you know, Elvira was kind of like an homage to all of that. She was right. kind of like the national.
2: And of course, we've got Sven Gulli. Yes. So, for those of you who have the uh, the Me TV channel on your uh, on your digital uh, digital over the air or, or your cable, um, Sven Ghuli out of Chicago is uh, is showing scary movies every Saturday night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great. I know Matt Porter's a huge uh, Sven Guli fan. Uh, Jay Knight says Hocus Pocus. That was a fun movie. That one's that was a little darker than I thought it would be. I remember when that came out, I thought this is for kids. I, that it kind of was a little bit, you know, more than I thought. Speaking of movies that I thought were a little more intense than I thought, the Frighteners with Michael J. Fox. Does anybody remember that movie? No. Oh, it was it, it. was kind of like a Ghostbusters kind of thing. You're thinking, okay, Michael J. Fox is in it. But it's actually kind of creepy in, in the long run. It's, it's pretty intense. Cindy Large mentions that Scooby-Doo is doing a crossover with the TV show Supernatural. Do you know what this means, Tim?
2: What does it mean, Ken?
0: That means that Davy Jones, the Harlem Globetrotters, Sam and Dean, Batman, and Kiss are all in the same universe because they've all met... With Scooby Doo, <laughs> pretty cool, huh?
2: Cool. So, uh, so at any time we could see uh, we could see Laurel and Hardy and the Three Stooges and Don Knotts on Supernatural.
0: Exactly. That would. Nice. That's that's what that means. See, there you go. Joe Royland also mentions the Halloween-themed episode of the '70s show and the movie *The Lost Boys*. I know that uh, if you were at all near to being a teen in the '80s. The Lost Boys was a big movie for a bunch of
1: us. Or a girl. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> girls,
1: Aww. we love that movie. So many hot Woo. dudes in it.
0: I'm surprised that they didn't do a sequel and call it The Lost Girls. I know that there were sequels of it, but mm-hmm. it just seemed like such a thing to miss out on, that opportunity. Someone right now is driving around Holly going, Damn, I'm going to write that shit down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Lost Girls.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna get rid of my screenplay for the loster boys. The
0: lost the
1: boys. Loster boys. <laughs> the most lostest boys, yeah.
0: They're the lostest boys of all time. Where the hell are we? <laughs> These vampires don't know where they are. Where are we? I swear
2: to god, we passed that Starbucks an hour ago.
0: I've <laughs> been driving around all night. If I don't get someone to eat, I'm going to die.
1: But we're men, and we can't ask for directions! Ah!
4: Now that's scary. <laughs> Send uh, 4 dollars for 3D glasses, Whoop <laughs> Whip! Whip!
3: Carolyn DiBiase Negron mentions that her favorite is the old classic Arsenic and Old Lace. And that's a perfect movie. I love that movie.
0: There's there's nothing I would change about that film. Have you ever seen that one, Tim and Courtney? Of course I have. Yeah. I have not. Oh my god, it is so good.
1: Is it based on the play? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay, then I know the play. Okay. I've never seen the movie.
2: Rick, why am I in this movie, Rick? What what is it going what's going on?
0: I don't I don't know where I am in the script. Uh we I'm never... one of the
2: our boys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm I lost get... in this bit. I don't get any of the jokes.
0: <laughs>
2: you you, and everybody else listening to this right now.
0: <laughs> Christina Burke and Mark Raven both mentioned the original Dracula, Frankenstein, with Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi. So that's... Uh...
2: There's your universal horror movies.
0: Yeah, I- I'm glad to see that people are still talking about those because to me that's really where it all starts for me i'm not a big fan of these cut them up slashers scary stuff you know what i'm saying no well, me
3: either i am I'm, I'm more of a suspense hitchcockian kind of kind of gal too i mean that's scary enough for me i was i was in right in the wheelhouse with charlie brown <laughs> if you bring uh-uh. out a chainsaw or a talking dummy uh, no uh-uh, i'm gone
1: yeah, I can't do zombies. I can't do the undead, like coming back and like, ugh, like that scene in Friday the Thirteenth where you think the guy, what's his name, Jason, you think he's dead, and then that body comes out of the water and grabs the boat, and uh, I, I can't you even just can't no. deal with that.
2: No. So you guys, no. you guys aren't excited for this Thursday when CBS premieres? It's the zombie apocalypse, Charlie Brown.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. You no. raise the dead, you blockhead. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Good grief! Will not be watching that. Can't handle it. Too scary. When 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 I was a kid, uh, you know, teenager, my best friend loved 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 all these really scary movies, and and you know, it was uh, it, but she, I could get her goat every time, just by calling her up and going, shh shh, ah,
6: ah, Jason Jason
3: Jason, she would scream and slam down the phone every time. It was great. It, it was a joke that played for twenty years.
0: That was a big thing to do. You'd call up your buddy and say, we traced the call, and it's coming from inside your house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, scary. Have you checked the children? <laughs> yeah yeah that was instant creep right there big time
1: you know what my friend lisa sunstead has a, she does this whole bit about horror movies because she's a big horror movie junkie and she has this great joke where she goes how come in every horror movie there's always a bunch of girls going you guys i don't know what to do he's coming to kill us what should we do and then one of the girls goes i don't know but i'm just gonna go take a shower <laughs> I'll, be right, I'll be right back
2: <laughs> because that is what makes these movies watchable.
0: Yeah. It's
1: so funny. It's like, what do I do? I don't know. Maybe I'm going to go take a shower.
0: Well, remember, they used to warn us all the time before you leave, make sure you're clean and have clean underwear on in case you're getting in an accident. As, as my head's rolling down the road, I think that that's the last thing people are going to be worried about.
2: Now, one of the things, Ken, that you haven't touched on yet as we go through the horror movies, especially in the 80s, because there were a lot of horror movies, is the spoofs. Uh, I don't know if any of you have seen Student Bodies.
0: Yes, yes. lots lot yeah. of fun.
2: A lot of fun. It's kind of the airplane of horror movies.
0: And then there's oh. the, the Scream movies. And then... Scary movie? Yeah, it's a Bastard child scary movie. So right. that was fun.
2: Saturday the 14th with Richard <laughs> Benjamin. There,
0: there's one. <laughs> That is horrible. Transylvania 6 5000 was. Oh my God. Yeah. That was That's good. a I good like one. That. That's a good one. That <laughs> one seemed to be on HBO like every day for a lot. Like yes. They got it really cheap. So, yeah. Someone got a good deal on that.
3: <laughs> oh, Richard Benjamin and Paul Apprentice. <laughs> what a comedy duo they were. <laughs>
0: now, now what about Ghostbusters?
1: I love that movie. Perfect movie. I ran out of the theater after the first ghost because I was a little kid, <laughs> and I was so scared that the usher sat with me on the floor in the back and told me when to close my eyes because he'd already oh, seen it. Yes. That was very sweet. It was very sweet. He was a nice kid. I'll never forget that. I was so terrified.
3: Still in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you going to call my therapist?
0: da 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 da, da. Tavia Zaldivar mentions the Brady Bunch had their haunted episodes, where, where their house was haunted, and it, a lot of a, a lot of the uh, TV shows from back in the day used to have your standard holiday themed shows, and you know whether it be Christmas or what have you, uh, you'd you'd have the Halloween episode, and those were always lots of fun, like Roseanne. I was just gonna say. Those were classic episodes where they would try to outdo one another, and and they they kind of do the same thing on Modern Family now, where the the families try to outdo one another on the holiday pranks, on you know.
3: And of course, the Simpsons Treehouse of Terror every year, or Treehouse of Horror, I guess it's called. Yeah. Yeah, every year it was one one better than the last,
0: right? Yep. And Stephen Fleming mentions that. And Ron Nelson said The Mad Monster Party. Oh, yes! Yes! Which can be found on YouTube and for very cheap still on DVD on Amazon. Why don't you tell people about that, Tim? Since you had that wonderful reaction to it,
2: Mad Monster Party is a uh, is a Rankin Bass stop motion feature film that incorporates all of the the classic monster archetypes, and it's got a very '60s kind of vibe to it. Um, the art design is really beautiful and kitschy and '60s, and it's got that. That jerky Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer kind of animation to it, mm-hmm. um, but Boris Karloff actually did some of the voices, and uh, and the, and the voice cast is fantastic, and the story is is light and and airy, but kind of monsters scary at the same time. Yeah, how's that? Ken?
0: You did a great job of summing that up, but it, it it's weird that all of the Rankin Bass stop motion. Stuff has still survived for Christmas, but this show seems to be lost to the ages. Why?
3: I'm going to hunt this one down because you had me at Rankin Bass for sure, yeah. Tim. I,
2: it is I absolutely it. worth watching. and The character design looks exactly like you would expect from from Rankin Bass, and uh, in fact, Jack Davis from Mad Magazine designed a lot of the characters um so if you're if you're a fan of mad and you're a fan of jack davis as i am you will enjoy the the art direction and the design and this i think one of the reasons ken that uh it does not survive is it doesn't have natural commercial breaks and it's not 22 minutes long so it's harder to program
0: right and what do you put up with it now here's the big question and we're going to end the show on this are you ready we want to take a poll of everybody out there, and I'm going to ask each one of you, and I want to know why. Which wins the Halloween Wars? The Munsters or the Addams Family? Christine, you're mm. give us your vote. Weigh in.
3: I'm going to have to go with the Addams Family mm-hmm. because I love the interplay between Gomez and Morticia, mm-hmm. and the kids are so dead dead on <laughs> they're just I, thank you Tim thank you
0: <laughs> so that's one vote for the Adams Family Courtney your thoughts
1: I'm going Adams Family too I find it more entertaining you know I feel like the Munsters is more campy I mean in, in a silly way but the Adams Family is like campy and it's still kind of fucked up
0: it's very you know? very fucked yeah. up
1: I mean the trimming the, the the roses like she was always taking the roses and just the movies like took it I think they took it um to a level that I mean I'm, I'm sorry i uh, I love the Adams family movies those are really dark but hilarious uh-huh. and uh and still like really really fucked up.
0: Well, the thing is, is that if you're doing the stuff to one another that they did in the Adams family, you're going to wind up dead or in the hospital. That yeah. never really happened on the Munsters. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, occasionally, uh, Herman might use a iron on his hand or, you know, fire or something. Yes. But yes. but these guys were going to saw one another's limbs and body parts off. So it was, uh, yep. it was very weird. Very weird. Plus,
1: Lurch is like the best. You rang. You rang.
2: Ken, this would be a good time to play Do the Lurch.
1: Is that
0: a thing? Oh, sounds good. Well, Well, here we are. Do the Lurch. You rang. What did you think of that, Tim?
2: <laughs> the same thing I thought every time I heard it. Why did they do this?
6: <laughs>
2: it, it was a, a 45 that they put out during the, the heyday of the Adams Family with Ted Cassidy singing a song and teaching you how to do the lurch.
3: Oh, good Lord.
2: But he actually it also- did it on, on Shindig or Hullabaloo or one of those yeah. shows. was of it also the a scene?
3: The, in the show where he and Wednesday are dancing together was am I am I conflating two things
0: no I think you're right hmm so Tim your thoughts Adam's family or monsters?
2: Monsters, and and there's two reasons why one Dracula, with that car just haunts me in my dreams I love that car and the other is a single episode the one with the Standells
1: mm. oh my yeah. god the Standells were on the Munsters
2: Oh, were yeah. they ever? Yeah, they were, wow. and that was that was the best episode that show ever had. They were fantastic. So, Larry Tamlin, my friend, if you're listening, uh, you get a shout out for the Munsters on this one. Um, there was a lot good in the Adams Family, and I'm a huge Charles Adams fan. I love the the comic strip that yeah. the Adams Family TV show was based on. But I mean, the Munsters are just uh, are awesomely silly, and everything 60s TV ought to be, um, you know. Plus their head writers were the same guys that wrote leave it to beaver and i just imagine them i imagine them discovering marijuana and going
0: let's do a monsters show wow well i'm going to go with the monsters and the reason i'm going with the monsters is because i can binge watch the monsters more than i can the addams family for some reason, there's something about how they're just basically a normal American family who happen to be monsters. The Adams family are just some creepy people.
1: Kooky, whist, altogether whist ooky? <laughs> da, 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 da. I can't handle the ooky. ooky. Like, creepy and kooky I'm okay with, but ooky, that's just taking it too yeah, far.
0: That's... It, <laughs> Yeah, you gotta watch out for the ooks. But... They're, they're they're slippery when you step on them.
3: Yeah, yeah I don't they mean, are. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to me, I I get the feeling that if I hung out over at the Munsters' house, they're not going to kill me or sever my limbs. If I'm over at the Adams family's house as a kid, I'm going to be tied to a t- train tracks, and Wednesday and Pugsley are going to have they're 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 going to kill me it's just as simple as that
1: they're gonna do creepy medical experiments on you right
0: exactly <laughs> so
2: now i never fully trusted grandpa but the rest of the the rest of the family yeah you just hang out and play cards with them
0: yeah now lurch was cool i guess that there's a more fun rock and roll vibe from the monsters than there was from the Adams. oh from the get-go Ken. that sure. theme song kicks yeah Okay, then let's go to round two. Which has the better theme song? Tim?
2: Oh, the Munsters theme song rocks. It's great.
0: Christine?
3: I can't even play that in my head right now. All I can think of is the Addams Family. That's
1: what I'm trying to do, too. But I feel like it sounds like Batman, doesn't it? Yeah. Isn't it kind of almost <laughs>
0: batman Yeah. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So you're going to nope. stay with Addams, your vote?
3: Addams Family.
0: All right. Courtney? Desperate housewives.
2: <laughs> also incredibly scary. No,
0: that's Very some scary, scary. stuff. Ooh. <laughs> so so you're gonna
2: go She's with... going into menopause. Ooh kids,
4: that's scary. <laughs> yeah, there's
1: nothing
6: Look
4: funny out. about that. She's oh. having the hot flashes. Look out, kids. I'll tell you, there's nothing funny about that. You wake up and all your clothes are on the front lawn for no reason. it happens
1: (laughs) (laughs) turn
2: it off turn it off all of a sudden christine Christine and and i both already hung
4: up (laughs) yeah
1: christine and i just hung up we're we're doing our own podcast now (laughs) christine call me on the other line
0: (laughs) (laughs) so courtney your your vote is still the adams family for theme song
1: no, the Munsters theme song is better. The Addams Family theme song is kind of annoying.
0: But they're both classic, but I'm going to give the slight edge as a guitar guy. I'm going to give the slight edge for me to the Munsters. And now it's time to play the theme songs from the Addams Family and the Munsters back to back so you can compare them. <laughs>
9: They're all
5: together, keep The Adams family. The house is a museum. When people come to see 'em, they really are a scream. The Adams
6: family. Neat, sweet, the tea. So get a
5: witches' shawl on, a broomstick you can crawl on. We're gonna pay a call on the Adams family.
0: us know on the Facebook which theme song you think is better and which of the scary family shows is better than the other and let us know why we'll set up a poll it's going to be lots of fun
2: and the first person who votes for the new Munsters or Munsters today is banned
1: <laughs> <The new Munsters. laughs>
2: you're just banned not just not just from the pop page from the internet we will shut down your ISP
4: <laughs> now that's some scary stuff kids <laughs>
10: Remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk? Well, Well. you left me anyhow and then the days got worse and worse and now you see I've gone completely out of my mind. And... They're coming to take me away, haha! They're coming to take me away, ho ho! Hee hee! To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their they're clean white coats, coats. And they're, they're coming, coming to take, to take me, take me away, away, haha! You thought it was a joke, and so you laughed. You laughed when I had said that losing you would make me flip my lid right? You know you laughed I heard you laugh, you laughed you laughed and laughed and then you left but now you know I'm utterly mad and they're coming to take me away ha-ha, they're coming to take me away Ho ho! to the happy home with trees and flowers and chirping birds and basket weavers who sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes and they're coming to take me away Ha-ha-ha. I could your food, I cleaned your house and this is how you pay me back for all my kind, unselfish loving deeds. Well, you just wait. They'll find you yet and when they do they'll put you in the ASPCA you mangy mutt and they're coming to take me away, ha ha! They're coming to take me away, ho ho! Hee hee! Ha ha! To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha ha! ha. To the happy home with trees and flowers and chirping birds and basket weavers who sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes. And they're coming to.
4: We want to thank you for spending some time with us here at the Pop Headquarters. Ha ha ha! And uh, we will be back with
0: another episode very soon. And now comes the time of our show where we check in to see what's popping. And I understand that Tim and Courtney recently went to a really cool show out in LA.
2: Uh, we saw uh, Mickey Dolans and Mike Nesmith and Felix Cavallari of The Rascals uh, headlining at the Saban Theater in Beverly Hills. Uh, and the opening act. Was uh, was friend of the show Marty Ross and his band, and man, his band was cooking!
1: Wow. Yeah, that was it. Was great. They were great. I was there as well. Tim and I were not there together, but we were.
2: Despite the and... rumors, yes, we were not there together.
1: <laughs> Despite all the rumors, um, but yeah, that was uh, that was a long night. It actually was like a four hour evening, and I remember my husband, who I dragged there, who ended up really enjoying it, but had never been to a monkey themed event. Uh, and, uh, I remember saying, uh, it's an old crowd, so it's going to start early. It's going to end early. It was a four hour concert pretty much. Wow. It was a long night. There were, there was a lot of music and it was all great. And Marty kicked things off with a couple acoustic songs. One that he wrote for Roy Orbison Yep. That he said never got to record it because, you know, he died, which is... He played that, and it was a really cool song, wouldn't you say, Tim?
2: I, I would say it was a great song, and you could really hear that it was intended for, uh, for Roy Orbison as he did it. And, I mean, Marty's voice, uh, you know, is, is just, it's just such a perfect rock and roll voice. And he can do, uh, you know, he can do the falsettos. His standard singing voice is fantastic, but he can really handle the vocals for pretty much anything that's handed to him. And he really just did a fantastic job. He's such a fantastic musician just playing acoustically. And then he brings out this amazing rhythm section and forms this incredible power trio
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And,
2: yeah. Uh, and just tore it up on a couple of things.
1: Yeah, that was really fun. Did not. I knew that he had the band together. His friend um, Severo, whose name, last name, I totally can't pronounce, but I'm going to try. Yorna from the Smithereens yes. and Guy Hoffman, who was with the Violent Femmes and the Bodines on drums of course, Marty on guitar, and they were rocking out. And then all of a sudden there's this guy like standing beside Mar- behind Marty wearing all black. And I'm like, why is one of the techs coming out and like fucking with Marty? And it was like weird. And then all of a sudden he like walked up and started singing. And I literally was immediately time traveled back to like eighth grade and went, Oh my <laughs> God, do you know?
2: Yes, it was. <laughs> it was it was Dino Kovacs. The the you, you heard them start to play Turn It Up, the theme to the um the, the new monkeys TV show. And you hear that baseline dun, 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 without all the synth crap that goes along it, with it.
1: Did it register with me right away?
2: Oh I, um, I well I was I was hip to what was going on, so I okay. I knew to watch for it. But,
1: I was not. Okay.
2: Uh, but they start playing the bass line and there's a, there's the guy just messing around and Marty starts messing back and he grabs the microphone and then belt this song and for guy I, I gotta tell you he did a fantastic job
1: it was awesome it was yeah. really really good and it, you know it it really like woke up the crowd and yeah. I don't feel like there were too many that didn't realize like how insanely cool that was I felt like this like burst of energy certainly in the section I was in I seemed to be in the Marty friends and family area <laughs> yeah. and Yeah, I was on the home team. I was sitting with the home teams. There was definitely like a burst of energy there. And it it rocked. It was fun. Yep. That was so cool.
2: My buddy who came with me um, not only did not know what in the hell was going on, but did not know that there was a new monkeys to begin with. Oh, okay. Uh, And uh, so before the show, I said, listen, uh, you know, you know, you know, the rascals and you know. Uh, you know what Dolans is going to do, but my friend Marty is is opening, and I'm going to send you some of his stuff. So I sent him, uh, I sent him some wig songs, and I sent him the video of uh, from the New Monkeys of Marty singing Affection in the in the warehouse, right? Gosh,
1: I love that Which so is, much. Mm-hmm.
2: It, the, I mean, it's, it, it's really a it's the best moment in the in the 12 13 episodes, and uh, but he, I didn't send it to him in any context, and mm-hmm. so after after the whole set. During the intermission, I explained to him what was going on. I sounded like the biggest nerd humanly possible, uh, explaining, uh, you know, (laughs) trying to encapsulate the saga of the new monkeys in two minutes and make it sound, (laughs) you know, like it was like it was a reasonable thing. But he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it.
1: I I did uh, the same thing to my husband. (laughs) Explaining all that. To to him because he I mean he's a little bit hip to it because he knows about Marty because you know because being on the show, being on our show here and stuff. And then Marty also did like did affection, but he did it like in a Tom Petty style as an homage to the late great. And, and nailed it. That was cool. Absolutely that was nailed so it. Cool. That sounds yeah. great. It really was. You guys would have loved it. I wish oh. you were there. I instantly thought of both of you and was like, after Dino came out, and there was like this like after the set, I mean, I instantly was just like, how do I contact Christine and Ken at the same time as fast as possible? So as soon as I opened my phone, it was my own Facebook. So I just went blah, 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 and just like started writing like a crazy person. And I'm just like, so my husband's like, what are you doing? I'm like, they need to know
0: this immediately
1: they need to know right now.
0: <laughs> well, don't forget, you can always throw up the pop signal. Right. <laughs>
1: too. He played long. It was funny because my husband kept turning to me because he did, wasn't familiar with any of the Rascals' songs. Even Good Lovin', he, I think he was like, huh? But he turned to me and he goes, did he write this too? And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> That's not his song because he was playing all these familiar covers and he's like, oh, I know this. Is that him too? And then he played Happy. He played yeah. a little bit of Happy, which was kind of cool.
2: I dug Felix's band. I mean, his his drummer was, was drummer. just tight. His, his guitar player was just killer. Uh, really, my, my only issue with that set was that the the Hammond was a little low. You know, the B3 wasn't as prominent as it ought to be in a rascal set. Uh, for a guy his age and for a band that cooking, they were great. They were
1: fantastic. I don't know what the, what you just said, but yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I have no idea what a B3 is. But I was thinking, this is very B2, and I think if it was more B3, it would have been better. All the world so easy I didn't know what to expect from Felix, you know, I just didn't realize that it was gonna rock so hard and the drummer, his voice is like, geez, are you kidding me right now? Like I could listen to him sing anything. I really liked his voice and his keyboard player. You know, Mickey was fantastic. They came out swinging, song, 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 boom, boom, boom in your face. It was great. And then all of a sudden this other guy, I don't know if you ever heard of him, Mike Nesmith, he sort of moseyed on out. And they sang me and Magdalena, and I was holding my husband's hand and I turned to him and I said I think I might cry, so just be prepared.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like fun.
1: <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. Yeah, and it then,
2: really was good.
1: And then how great was Kifo Nilsson?
2: Kifo, oh my heavens. Um, what? First of all, what an amazing stage presence he has. Uh, he just He oh. looked like he belonged there mm-hmm. with just a little bit of, you know, he just really acted like he belonged there and then nailed it just mm-hmm. nailed the vocals, you know?
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was encore, where they
2: brought him back. You know, they brought, they brought Kifo and Nez and Christian and Circe uh-huh. out for the encore and, uh, and did listen to the band. Nez's vocals were, were just absolutely perfect as they always are. The band was, was tight as can be. Um,
1: yeah. The band then, was fantastic.
2: And then poor Nez, they did um, what the, the final song was, was I'm a believer. Right. And, Somebody should have handed him as a guitar.
0: Ah oh, He didn't know what to do without
2: his guitar. You know, and I love him. I really, really love the man. But he he just, he kind of looked like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do now? <laughs> so, And, you know, he
1: sang. He was kind of dancing a little bit. I, I know what you're talking about. He kind of turned his back and kind of did a little do-do-do-do-do, kind of yeah. like back and forth. It was cute. Yeah, and I was digging the backup dancer uh vibe dance going on with Coco and Cersei. That was so yeah, cool.
2: Definitely now, cool. So Courtney, I don't know if you saw this or not, but there were two chicks front row on our side of the stage, but in the in the center section, uh doing interpretive dance through every single monkey song. And the two blonde uh, ladies? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they were hilarious.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did I did notice uh Yes, I noticed the two blondes dancing in the front, but yeah. I didn't realize there was like an interpretive dance thing going on. I didn't oh, catch yeah.
2: they that. Oh yeah, I mean, one of them only danced from the waist up, and her arms were every. I mean, it was like watching a Muppet dance.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The, the braids. She had the braids. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 So, so it was basically interpretive dancing for the dancing impaired. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, she was she was dancing all during Felix's set too. She was like sizing.
0: Yeah. She was like. A-
1: fully in like yeah that's
2: funny. He's on the couch with a glass of wine right now going honey i can't believe i did that oh my there <laughs> there are a lot of sore 65 year olds today
1: and then i talked to john john billings after the show who sends his best said he spoke to you ken yes. that day yeah he called me and- it, was, it was really cool yeah, that's what he said. So, and he's the world's nicest. So, and he, he said he's going to get a chance to hit our old hood. Uh, maybe the, uh, John Billings, who plays bass for for Mickey and for the Monkeys, also we found out used to live like four houses away from me, literally on my street.
0: Yeah, you guys so, had to go to Nashville to to find that out.
1: Yeah, which is so Over weird. Lunch. So,
0: he,
1: <laughs> yeah, so he's coming down here. I think tonight. So he'll be down down here for the sunset and to visit a friend. So. Cool. We said, oh, we might see you down here, too. Down Are you going to meet on the bench? Our bench. I know. Well, we go to the same bench. It's so funny. It's such a small world. But
0: Just to think.
1: I know. Isn't that wild? It's so weird. But anyway, yeah, it was the whole evening was fun. There was, like, no downtime at all. Like, it was just bam, 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 bam. It never stopped. I was sort of exhausted at the end of the night. Weren't you?
2: Yeah, I was. The show went a lot longer than I thought. I, like you, I thought, well, every— the, I'm the youngest person, and I'm <laughs> the second youngest person in the crowd, Courtney. Right, and, right. Um, you know, everybody's going to be home in bed by 9:30, and Mickey didn't go on till 9:30. Uh, <laughs> I was standing at the bar waiting for a drink, and the and the lights flick, and then all of a sudden I hear,
1: "Are you ready, Los Angeles?"
2: <laughs> well, I guess I'm not getting my drink. See you later, bye. And went and sat down.
1: Yeah, I ran in, too. I, I missed the the very beginning of the song. Shoot, I'm trying to remember. What did he open with again? I can't even remember. He opened with Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Thank you. Yeah, I came running in and was like, "Hurry, right, we got to go now. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. It was a great night. One for the books, I'd say. It was really special. It was a special evening. It was really cool to have Marty on the same bill and, and Dino. I thought that was great.
0: Well, we love those guys, and Marty will definitely be back on pop, so that's we look forward to that. Just, just love hanging out. It was a great panel today. Thank you, Christine. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you, Tim. And let us know all your favorite Halloween-themed TV stuff and scary movies. Thank you for spending some time with us today at the... The Pop Haunted Mansion. Thank thank you. Thank you. Thank you for spending (laughs) some time with us today at the Pop Haunted Mansion. And we will see you on the next episode of Pop. See ya. If we survive. (laughs) And let's let Paul Lind have the last word. Say goodnight for everybody, Paul. Thank you for listening.
5: You have just been the greatest. Thank you for making me feel wanted. And thank you for inviting us into your homes tonight with our Halloween special. I hope we were a howling success. I'd like to thank my guest stars, Tim Conway, Roz Pinky Tuscadero Kelly, Lawrence Henderson, the incredible Kiss, Billy Barty, Betty White, and a special thank you to our beautiful witches, Margaret Hamilton and Billy Hayes. I believe in you, I believe in you. And of course, the two kids I love so much, Donnie Marie Osmond. In case I don't see you for a while, to all you little monsters out there, you have a happy Halloween. Now excuse me, I'm going back to my group to trip the heavy fantastic.
8: world of Sid and Marty Clark.
5: Happy Halloween, everybody And that's our show
3: is an online, non-profit pop culture audio fanzine made for fans by fans. Any samples of music, TV, or movies heard here remain the property of their owners. Pop, a pop culture podcast, is not affiliated with any products we review or discuss. Opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of the pop staff. If you like something that you heard, buy it at your local record, video, or bookstores or wherever Pop is found. If you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolf, saying whatever you do, make sure it pops.
1: Say goodnight, Dick.
0: Okay, it sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> 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 that was so convincing. Thank you. So convincing. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. here. <laughs> Far you're, you're out, man. <laughs> what should you're I say? You're the Kermit
2: the frog on this. On that this sounds
0: one. like fun, Tim. And now next, here's Elton John. Yay!
1: Here he comes. He's got a chainsaw. <laughs> got a, chainsaw, a Here comes Mike Mike Myers. <laughs>